welcome to Crushed by Margaret Caborn Smith, a podcast about the mayhem and madness of unrequited love. My guest today is the hilarious, award-winning stand-up writer, actress and powerhouse, Sarah Kendall. Yep. Don't snort. Triple threat Kendall. <laughs> powerhouse definitely counts. Where did you get that from? I'm... I think I think it every time I see you. Is it just the film of sweat that I'm covered yes. in? Yeah, 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 yeah. That really says power. It's yeah. the wrestling outfit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Sarah, yeah. crushes. Yes. Prone to crushes? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, very. How, yeah? Yeah. I always have been? Uh, I think until I went into therapy and analysed what a crush is. <laughs> How devastating! Yeah, when you un- yeah, when you unpick the tapestry, you, it's just it's all your projections. It's, oh my god! It's, it's all so the projections, different. and uh, you know, if you do end up with the person, there's going to be the devastating moment. Maybe about two years in, where there's this gap between all your projections, yeah, and who they really are. I mean, two years is pretty good. I'd two say. years is a long time. <laughs> But I certainly throughout my life really prone to crushes. And I think um, a lot of that is is what I had projected onto. I'm not sure it had that much to do with the person. Yes. Yeah. So can you remember your first one? What do you mean? Do you mean like well, earliest memory or do you mean like the first No, like possible... the, first, the first person that you were or, or I was going to say or thing. Oh, wow. It's <laughs> such an open-minded. Thank you. Finally, <laughs> I can tell that story. <laughs> um, first object of your desire, like where you mm. where you thought, oh, this is this is different. Not just I like I like this person, mm. or uh, you know that there was something. Yes, and it has to be real world, doesn't it? Well, it, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, of course. I don't um, know. I don't know because there are definitely, you know, people have taken this question in a different in different ways and mm. sometimes people like you know some kids are sexual really early and I wasn't. they're like no me I was neither like 28 I think. <laughs> before <laughs> you fancied anyone yeah. amazing before I figured out that it was like a whole other world <laughs> I was a very late bloomer so I think most of my crushes early on were very romantic yeah and if it edged anywhere into the physical I was quite disgusted yeah so, you know, the way I felt about someone, if that led to, like, a tongue in the mouth, I was like, Ugh! Oh, yeah, no. So I think I was surprised when any of my crushes did go into a, a physical kind of area because then it didn't kind of align with my kind of, Oh, I love them! <laughs> and then it was, like, all grunty and boners. Oh, and... no, uh, awful. Yeah, it's a real shock. You know, it's a shock. My daughter had to watch <clears throat> a sex education film. Yes. And we watched it together. Oh, what? Why did you do well, that? Well, I'll tell you why. I don't think she'll mind me saying But basically, <laughs> she couldn't handle watching it in school. Yeah. So yeah, the, yeah, yeah. her teacher spoke to me and said... It's shocking. Mm. It is so shocking. Well, do you know what's shocking? We had... I don't know about you, yeah. but we had very vague... Ours was vague. Vague, vague, and like close-ups of ovary diagrams. Yes, right? yes. This was film close-up oh. of an ejaculating oh. penis. Oh, yeah. And as my friend says, <laughs> that's always a shock, isn't what it? What did you do? I, what did I do? I tried to play it cool, but I, I think I did go, wow, okay. Oh, that's, uh, I think I would have laughed. laughed. Like the, no, we were sort uh-huh. of laughing as well, which was good, which yeah. was the thing I felt she didn't feel able to do in school, yeah, was to sort yeah, of laugh yeah. at it. Yes. She was just, oh my God, what is this? I don't know what to do. As a parent with kids who have access to the internet, I, I kind of think, well, if yeah. I don't tell them, they yeah. will Google it. Yeah, so what are your memories of liking people? Like, you know, it can be really afar, because I know... 
speaking for me, mm. for a long time, they were as far away as I as I could possibly be from them. They were on safely on the telly. Yes, you know. yes, that feels that, right that to was, me. Yeah, I could, you know, I could cut out pictures from the Radio Times and put yeah. them in picture frames. Radio Times? Yes. <laughs> so who are we talking? Hugh Laurie. Oh, that's, that's so sweet. And well done. Thank you. I know. I was I vindicated mean, in the end. That's an incredible career. Oh, bullied horrendously at yeah. the time. What, but... what role? What film? Uh, well, it's probably Blackadder Third and a bit of Brian Laurie. You're so fine. Like, no, that's so cute. Oh, my God. I think, my, I think in a very similar way, mine were sort of... <laughs> I had a real thing about Alan Alder on MASH. Oh, you can't mock me. No, <laughs> In that case, no, actually, no. to be fair, he was pretty... I don't know what he... He was really funny. Yeah. And he was a bit... He was naughty. He was naughty. This character. I'm, yeah. I'm presuming it was the character of Hawkeye rather than Alan Alder, the oh, actor. It was, it was Hawkeye. I yeah. mean, I think, if anything, that spoke more to my comedic instincts. Yes. That I was like, that's just the funny person in the room that... And even... Is getting know, the attention. That's getting lots of attention. <laughs> but also, you know, there is that kind of, you know, MASH always had that kind of... There was, there'd be a dark thing happen and mm. then, like, you know, there would, you know, it'd be lightened a little bit. And so I think I was very attracted to, to that sort of persona like yeah. the 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 clown i had a th- i mean i even had a thing when i read catcher in the rye i kind of went i i just wished i could meet holden Caulfield and like i i oh. I, I thought that maybe that was romantic i don't know yeah, but is it romantic was that an identity thing was that a projection thing i felt like, like you, i do you want to be him no i felt like i'd finally help like, him I, uh, I felt like I was as miserable as him. I was like, yeah. oh, I feel not miserable enough to be like put into an institution in, as he was in the end, but I thought... Because all the boys that I knew were so stupid. Mm. And then I thought, here's a boy who I could actually like be interested in. I'm, I'm not seeing any of the boys like this. I was only sort of seeing the silly boys and the boys who were kind of, you know... I, I wasn't meeting anyone like Holden Caulfield. Yeah. Were there any boys in real life? I mean... I understand nobody matches up to Holden Caulfield really, particularly at that age. Although no. I do sometimes think maybe inside they they feel like Holden Caulfields because I don't know what we were projecting, but it probably wasn't. I can't the, imagine. Uh... <laughs> I can. Now go on. What do you think you were projecting at that time? I... Did people have crushes on you? Oh, no, I do not think so. No, None no, no. Revealed. I wasn't. I've seen. Uh, look, the photographic evidence would suggest. <laughs> I don't think I was crush material. Like there was a group of girls at my school. Were you at a co-ed school? Uh, no, not not later. Right, primary school. Right, yeah. my, mine was a co-ed school, and there was a group of girls who were like the crush material. Mm-hmm. I was. Not. I mean, even in my school, there was that. But okay, <laughs> yeah, well, of course, it's Catholic girls' school. Yeah, yeah, uh, That's a lot of it about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a crush on a guy called Piccolo Willoughby. I mean... <laughs> You're going to find that, that guy. That's not the made-up name. I know, it's not. That's... I swear to God. That's not a Google whack, by the way. You'll get Piccolo Willoughby. <laughs> yeah, his parents were hippies. He had a brother called... Named after a, yeah. a sort of pathetic musical instrument. No one, no one plays. Who plays the piccolo? Yeah, nobody. Literally no one plays the piccolo. I no. suppose people are called viola, aren't they, and we don't mock them. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so... we do. <laughs> Um, so yes, Piccolo Willoughby. Piccolo we need Willoughby. to know more about him. Uh, he was lovely. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah. So a bit great more guy. like really great. Guy. Old and Caulfield. No, 
I don't think he had the darkness of Holland no. Caulfield, no. He was just a really lovely guy and I was very good friends with him. Um, and But then I think when we were about 15 we did have a kiss and then after the kiss I went, oh! <laughs> like I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. embarrassing. Yeah. And I'd... Was that your first kiss? Um... No. <gasps> oh, my first kiss. My first kiss. <laughs> You're going to think I've made the story up. Brilliant. Okay. It's <laughs> so bad. It's really, And it's also child endangerment. I mean, I was 15. Um, uh, okay, before you start, I should say that we, one time I did a play that was um, quite young men and women in it and the director thought it would be a fun thing if we all went round the circle and told uh, talked about our first kiss. And, <laughs> oh, my God, no. it was not fun. All no. the boys had, yeah, lovely, fine. Uh, she was in the class. All the girls had horrifying yeah, <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I was taken advantage of. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Oh, that's Horrendous. awful. I mean, it's not funny. It's, no. Oh, God. God I mean, child endangerment. Okay, so I was 15 years old. I had just got my braces off and I went to the mall on a Thursday night with my friend. And this guy came over and uh, he went, um, he went, my God, you're beautiful. And I was like, <laughs> and then I, I can't remember what happened, but we exchanged phone numbers. And then he said, what's your name? And I said my name. I told him my name. Like all yeah, the things that. Like, no, I know. But well, you're 15. I was 15, and and I and I was getting interest from a guy, which yeah, I thought exciting. was the. Oh, and that's the goal, isn't that's it? That's the yeah. goal. I mean, you know, Even one if of you don't enjoy it. It's no, like, oh, one of the I'm gods has gazed upon you. <laughs> and this, oh, he was such a dipshit. And then he said that his name was Daniel Labranigan. Like he completely <laughs> invented everything. Right. I told my mum I've been asked out on a date and she was like, how wonderful! <laughs> like, not who who goes, who, up, who goes up to a kid. What? Yeah, in a mall. <laughs> in a mall. Anyway. Watching so, you take your braces out. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, so on the day of the date, uh, I, I my friend Claire came around to my house and um, she, like, held up a pillow and she made out with the pillow. She's like, this is how you make out. And then she threw me the pillow and I was like, oh, God. made out with the pillow. went like that and she went, yeah, ish. <laughs> she was so much, she, she had so much more experience than me. And then I got dressed up and I put together the most, like, insane outfit. I had my dad's waistcoat on and oh. a pair of denim jeans and a big jacket on. She was like, what are you wearing? <laughs> And then she sort of gave me a normal jumper and stuff. And then my mum drove me to normal me. jumper. That's the level of that was the best date. I could hope for. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. I was dressing like. I don't know. I had no idea. I think I was dressing like Annie Hall. Oh, lovely! Yeah, that was sort of my goal, but I just didn't do it right. Um, anyway, and who fifteen-year-old dressing like Annie no. Hall? It just didn't work at all. Anyway, so my mum dropped me off at this bus stop in town, and then waited across the street in the car. Daniel Lebranigan doesn't show up. Right, he doesn't show up. We're sitting. My mum's waiting in the car for an oh hour and a half with Claire Fitzgerald in the car with her. I get back in the car. We go home. How long we? How long were you there for? I wait for an hour and a half. Oh my god, yeah. that is a long time. Anyway, we go home, and this is back in the the days of uh, telephones. Yeah, I, I ring him because I'm like really upset. I don't know why. Why did anyone just go? Don't ring. Just walk away. Like, yeah. but I did. I, I rang, <laughs> and I'm really hurt. And then he was like, sorry, I was surfing and I lost my watch. I'll come and meet you now. So I went. <gasps> like, like, Wow, I, I had... your mum took you back there? Yeah. Oh. 
Um, but to be fair, your mum, if that was me, I'd just be like, I've got no, I'm so out of my depth here. I don't know. What am I supposed to be doing? Should oh. I be saying to her, just no? Yeah, no. I would. Yeah. yeah. I would. <laughs> I'd go like, this is, okay, if they don't turn up, that's a bad start. Yeah, it's a bad start. You can't that's bring it back from there. not a good enough excuse. You I can't change the course of this. watch thing. No. No. Anyway, so he turns up and my friends, um, they they agreed to spy on us to keep me safe. How did how is there no parental responsibility here? So I go and meet this guy Daniel Lebranigan, who the more I see him in broad daylight, I'm like thirty at least. Do you thirty? Oh god. Yeah, but in the sort of in the mall lighting, he didn't look thirty. But I'm seeing yeah. him in broad daylight, going, oh shit. Anyway, and then I said, how old are you? And he said, I'm eighteen. And he just wasn't eighteen. <laughs> he just wasn't eighteen. <laughs> Um, anyway, so we're going along the, the outdoor mall um, and, and looking in shops and stuff, and my friends are three shops back watching us. That's my safety police. <laughs> and then he stops. He stops. We're walking together, and we stop outside, and it was the, the New South Wales State Bank. That was the bank. I remember it. it was, it's a small town. And he stops, and then he kind of held my, f- f- my face in his hands, mm. and I thought, oh, God, it's time. It, it's time. It's going to happen. Pillow face. It's midday. <laughs> Um, oh, God. I'm outside the state bank in a small town where my dad's business partner's probably in there doing business. Anyway, so he stops me. And then as he approaches me, his tongue is already out. I can see oh my the, God. the tongue's out before he's even got to my face. Oh, this is why he can't get a girlfriend of his own age. Oh, well, yeah. Um, I suspect he's in prison. At the, uh, <laughs> anyway, so then um, he, he, I mean, it wasn't even a kiss. I don't know what he did like to my face. It was just so bad. It was mm. the worst kiss. Mm. And then he kind of like pulled away and I sort of discreetly wiped the spit off my face. And then he said, was that your first kiss? Oh. And I said, <laughs> was yes. Was it a kiss? <laughs> I said, was if that a, that's what was it, it was. If we're going to call, <laughs> if what? we can agree on what the facts are here. <laughs> he said, is that your first kiss? And I said, yeah. And then he went, yeah, I could tell. Yeah. Oh, oh, anyway, then my friends, oh, I can hear my friends laughing. Again. I can hear my friends across the street laughing. They watched the whole thing and were killing themselves <laughs> laughing. So whilst this was happening, my two closest friends were across the street just pissing themselves. Yeah. Because I can't imagine what it looked like. No. Anyway, then we all, then they kind of revealed themselves and went, we've been watching you guys the whole time. <laughs> How was it, Sarah? Like, I mean, I just. So that was a disappointing first Kiss. It was safe horrible. to say. It was horrendous. awful. It was awful. So yeah. with, but with Piccolo, mm. like you genuinely yeah. liked him, and he I was did. Your and age. he and he was a lovely kisser as well. Oh, was he? He was a lovely kisser, and he was like the smartest guy in school. It was but, a really lovely guy. So what? But the kiss did also put you off. Somehow? Well, the kiss, I just, it just I, wasn't what you. Were. I didn't know how to be physical comfortably, mm-hmm. and I didn't know how to. All of it felt so strange and alien and didn't line up with romantic love yeah. as I understood romantic love. And everything that I'd seen in cinema um, in terms of, like, even movies like Sixteen Candles and all those, all the, all, the, all the sort of things about romance and kissing and stuff, it doesn't prepare you for the shock of it, <clears throat> I think. It is no. quite shocking when you get physically intimate with another person. Yeah, even... Even when you do really like them mm. and really fancy them, although maybe that doesn't happen. <laughs> till maybe there's a lot of experimentation before you actually have I someone so. that you that you know you genuinely have a connection with, and that's a completely different, I think, exciting so. thing. Also, kissing leads to other yes. like other yes, feelings. Yes, it does sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> 
was the Go funniest on. thing you could have. Yes, it does sometimes. <laughs> um, and I think I found that quite because I wasn't because I was quite a late developer. The kissing wasn't leading to those other feelings that kind yeah. of are the natural consequence of the kissing. You know, like that's meant to kind of. So anytime it would get into that realm, I'd go, I'm sort of not feeling this. I'm not yeah. And, and I found it a bit, not that it, not that these were bad guys, but no. I found it a bit, I found it very confronting. I found it a bit sort of, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in the same space that you're in right now because the guys do, you know, that sort of, they, their, their excitement was palpable. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good word. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I felt I'm not quite in your zone but right now. But are you... So this, I mean, with Piccolo specifically, mm. had you had a crush on him? Like, had you yes, imagined? Had. So you'd imagined yeah. kissing him. Had you imagined yeah. doing more? You'd, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I had total romantic. But I don't think my romantic love included sex. Yes, that's the interesting bit, isn't yes. it? That you, that there's. I, I don't know. Like, were you thinking marriage, or were you just sort of picturing a very, you know, is it a domestic thing, or was it more of a I think tempestuous it was torture? I think it was tortured. I love you, and yeah. you'll never know. Yeah. It was it, it, almost... so once they know oh. and they like you back, oh. that's ruined all of the gross. <laughs> and it, I think I very early on had the Woody Allen. I don't want no, not Woody Allen. Bagratto uh, Marx. Yeah, yeah I, I don't want to be a member of any club that would have me as a member. Yeah. And I think I loathe myself. So as soon as anyone returned it, I'd be like, "The fuck oh, is wrong gosh. with you? Whoa, loser alert!" Yeah. So I think that it was kind of it had a lot to do with my own lack of confidence that. I didn't want the feelings back. The whole idea is that you're meant to be so great, I can't attain you. Yeah. If I can attain you, what is that? <clears throat> but, do you, but presumably you weren't aware that that's what you were no. doing at that time. No, no, time. no. I just kept on having crushes on unattainable people. Like, yeah. that was a real... How unattainable did you did you go? Oh, what do you mean? Well, <laughs> how far away like could Hollywood? they be? Hollywood? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just sort of, I'm, I'm interested in, um, in what people do about their their crushes because some yeah. people are very active and are like right we are we are tracking this person down oh god and some people no. are just happy to no make no collages yes mine was collage mine was yeah. um uh no contact or minimal contact less contact once less you've chosen better. your crush essentially i should have been a pen pal to someone on death row <laughs> and married them i mean yeah what's that's, the what's the thinking I mean, there? that's the sweet spot <laughs> that's the real sweet that spot. is per- i mean that's yeah um, I yeah, I think that, that that was a real through line. That and then as soon as it was reciprocated, I just was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do with this. And but you managed when it was reciprocated, so you'd mm. managed to tell them, or yeah. that someone else had told them. Like, were you? I think we were spending a lot of time together. Yeah, and a kiss naturally it occurred. became yeah. obvious. That and you then I suddenly did. went, oh, this has become physical. I, I don't, I don't know. And I do think part of it was my maturity because I had friends who were sexually active by that stage like I had friends with boyfriends and they were using contraception yeah. like and for me a kiss was quite <laughs> whoa <laughs> that's a tongue it's in my mouth oh god so I think I yeah I think that that was uh that was certainly uh, I think it was a maturity issue and it was a a confidence issue because I remember watching, yeah, friends of mine who, like my my best friend when we were sort of fifteen, mm. always had boyfriends. You know, was yeah. like very sexually active early and whatever. And I yeah. think I was jealous, but I was sort of jealous of 
of wanting it even. I don't know, yeah. like I was jealous of what it was supposed what it was she was experiencing, but I wasn't thinking I want I you know. Right. I never really had that thing with a boy where I was like I mean I did, but mm. but quite a bit later. Oh <clears> it's very slow. Yes. You know? It took me years for any impulse to become like a libidinous impulse. Yeah. There was there was nothing I didn't have a libido. I didn't want, like, I had mm. friends who could not wait. They just, yeah. they were ready. Whereas for me, I, I just, you know, and I think my parents were absolutely delighted. <laughs> they were like, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. She's a dork. She's, like, fantastic. Because, you know, I know, like, I, the relief of having a dork daughter, you're like, <laughs> oh, thank oh, God. It's better. It oh, is better. Oh, good. Um so, yeah, like I get, and I think that that was very fostered, like in my persona in the house. I think that was very much a part of my kind of, you know, my brother was this kind of, yeah, kind of <laughs> can't get enough Stead. of the ladies. Yeah. And I was like the bookish one. Yeah. And I think you get those roles designated early, you know. You... Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because even if you are bookish, like, well, I don't know, how did you feel about Alan Alder? Um, did you fancy Alan Alder? No. No, no, I didn't fancy him. Did no. you have any crushes on, you know, the sort of Hollywood... Like, I'm trying to think of our era, uh, Michael J. Fox. I had them all and... on my wall. I mean, yeah. they were all over okay. my wall. So I had but you Tom weren't... Cruise, Michael J. Fox, yeah. <laughs> Kirk Cameron, the religious oh, nut. Oh, <laughs> Cameron. God, I haven't heard that name. Remember Kirk Cameron? Time. Yes. Oh, I adored it. I, bet, yeah. I mean, all these guys Kirk are just Cameron. like... It might as well be the picture that came with the photo frame. I mean, yeah. it's yeah, it's all it is. Uh, and so, were you pretending to like them, or did you admire them aesthetically? Or I didn't have any idea of what the alternative was. Yeah. So the the, the, the any magazine oh, that God. I bought was a bunch of pictures which which already had love hearts drawn around them. Like <gasps> yes, the posters. we were so told, weren't yeah, we? We you, were so informed. Yeah. This is attractive. This is this is what you are attracted to. You can't have it, but you will put these posters on your... Look, it's a poster. <laughs> Maybe put it on your wall. And we related to this because we were given... It was like an instruction guide. Yeah. Um, and it was a very uh, heterosexual instruction yeah. guide. I mean, I had no idea that there was any alternative. And even that, even that alternative was barely spoken about. It was so, it was like saying, uh, I, you know, I might also one day go to Mars. Like yeah. it was so. We didn't know. I didn't. I mean, I probably did know gay people, but didn't know that. I no, did. well, they didn't know. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. yeah. Or there was like one guy who you're like, yeah, you, like of course yeah, he's you, gay. He's my friend. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But the I like I didn't have a sort of alternate narrative. Whereas no. I look at the way my daughter talks about. The way they they are like they understand the thousands of different narratives that oh, surround God. it so quickly as well so fast <clears throat> I'm yeah they don't yeah. have a problem with it no, at all no it's not even like a talking point no whereas you know the the whole template that that had been sort of handed was well this is who you are this is what you are and I wasn't able to look at that honestly until. <sighs> Very recently, <laughs> Margaret. Very recently, <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is which has been really, you know, I we we grew up in a really different era, and it's almost hard to make sense of it now, given how far we've come. But when you do look at it, um, uh, I, I, I get a bit emotional, sort of talking about it because I haven't spoken about this um, anywhere. Like, like I've been out 
like with my friends and family for for years now. Like for, it's been a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. So everyone I mix with and my friends and I work with, like it's it's not a secret, but I haven't sort of in any public way said it. And a lot of that has been because I've got kids, and, yeah. you know, and you sort of got to come out together, you know. Yeah, like when you God. come out when you're my age, you don't just sort of go, it's just me, it's not <laughs> me. It's, you know, um, and I had to make absolutely certain that this was okay, that um, that was okay, you know, with, you know, and talking to my daughter about mm. it. And I, I said to her, look, I'm doing this podcast and I've never spoken about it publicly but how would you feel if I, I did and she said I think I think you should I, I think it's really I like I yeah do it and I needed to hear that from her before yeah. I could because of course this is something that I've sort of I've had to get my head around it but also you know people very close to me have had to get their head around it um I haven't actually specifically said I'm gay and it's, it's interesting about all this is that I haven't actually <laughs> said it in any of this sort of rambling um <clears throat> but yeah, looking back on it, it all—it's you, you, saying it all out loud. It all—it all made you go, "Oh wow, uh, that was someone who didn't have any idea of any other version of what they were allowed to look like." Yeah, um, I think also the self-loathing and the romantic love and the rest of it was quite true. Um, but yeah, the, none the, of it helps. No, no, mm. I, yeah, yeah. But I didn't. I also didn't look around in the media and see anyone. I mean, I think there was Martina Navratilova. I think that was it. Yeah. I think I, I just didn't look around and go, oh, that's, oh, this is okay. This is this is who I am and these are, this is what I, you know, I, I or maybe they were and I didn't see it. Like, that's the other thing. Like, no, maybe they I, were there and, and I, uh, but. But they're not visible. They're not obvious. It's not a kind no, of. No, and often very punchline-y, you know. Oh, like, God, was, yeah. That was the other thing. It was always, um, like, funny. Like, yeah, it was. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a joke. Yeah, so it was either the kind of you know certainly in a, in a sort of conservative upbringing, you know, you've either got the whoopsie like that kind of, or yeah. oh, it's Butch Dykes you can't get a woman. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. exactly. Um, so I I sort of I don't think I had any idea that there was any other way. So I just sort of I think I just shut the whole thing down mm. and kind of went oh, okay. I meant to have pictures of Kurt Cameron on my wall. We'll do the Kurt Cameron, and, and I got a big poster of cocktail. I got Tom Cruise in cocktail. What a what a what a guy he was! Imagine holding that up as a romantic idea oh, to children, God. children, oh, God, or I know. teenage girls. Like just, yeah. oh my God! I spoke to Chris Neal, who was talking about um, being gay when he was younger and saying that he he was saying that crushes. Quite a lot of the time, they are about projecting oh, yeah. a future. And he said, "I didn't. There wasn't a future. I didn't have an example of mm. a happy gay couple that of I could course. go. I'm going to. Yeah. That's that's what my future looks like. So he was just like, I, I, I had no idea. He also, had... in the eighties, the whole narrative was HIV. Oh God, yeah. Like any sort of media thing was like the HIV panic, or like in some way that's where it would circle back to and. I think it's really interesting seeing um, the amount of retrospective pieces of work being done about the 80s. You know, like It's a Sin is, is a really good example. Mm-hmm. Like young, I think for young people, they, they don't quite realise like no. how that was for the, for the gay community and how it demonised them. Oh, and, my God. Yeah, yeah that yeah, Clause yeah. 28. Oh, my God. It's just, yeah. yeah, between those. And, I, you know, I was brought up in a liberal yeah. household. But, yeah, it was... So, but it, you know, and so I didn't think I was affected by that. I wasn't told 
being gay is wrong or anything, yeah, but yeah. the clause twenty eight and the HIV, you know, don't it's, die of ignorance yeah. stuff. That was that was enough to be ingrained in yeah. me forever that yeah. there's a you know there's an issue. Yeah, there. you get all these sort of. Um, it's, all like, it's almost like you're getting all these really subtle green lights and red lights when you're growing up, and they're constant, and they're forming all these synapses. And green feels good, and red feels bad. And yeah, I think particularly if you're a, a certain type of person, perhaps applause-driven. <laughs> um, That's a really nice euphemism. <laughs> you know, the green lights feel good. So you you yeah. move towards the green lights, and then you don't think about how that how you actually feel. But you're going, oh, that, what that f- you actually want? Yeah, the for way you. I mean, the way I, I sort of would make like when I've sort of yeah, obviously you know had a lot of therapy and stuff. Um, but it's almost like there's a room full of doors, and there was this door, and I did not want to open it, and I didn't want to I didn't want to know what was inside it because I had a really I was very frightened of what mm-hmm. was behind that door, and so I, I wallpapered over it, and then I put a chair in front of it. Yeah. And I went, there's not even a door there. There's the, <laughs> what, what door? <laughs> what door? Are, are you mad? There's merely a chair and a lamp. Um, and, and how early on do you think you did that? Oh, f- f- like Just... from the earliest, because of the way, it was, the, the way gayness was spoken about. Uh, from a very early age, you, you go, this could cost me oh, love. God. Like the cost of I don't think I even... Before I even had the slightest impulse, like I didn't have, I didn't even have a sexuality, but I knew very early on that if it went in that direction, this could be very costly. Like there's a lot at stake here. And I don't think that this happens when you're a sexual being. It happens way no, before. No, absolutely. So if you're already kind of not really, like as I say, I was a really late developer. That was okay. I didn't, like, I wasn't going, damn it, I want to be gay. Like, yeah, I didn't have any impulse, but that's, that really suited me. That suited me down to the ground. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I I, I think we, we sort of, that's why I'm, that's why I sort of, like, when I'm talking to my kids, I'm so, I'm like, every conversation is so important. (laughs) They have to know everything's okay. Like, I just worry, you know, because you're like... You can get it wrong. Oh, and I am getting it wrong. Yeah, Like, yeah, without a doubt. Are. You know, and I, I, my parents are, are really loving parents. Like, this was not... Uh, this was... They were both brought up by World War II oh, veterans. Oh, I know. I know. That whole generation has PTSD. Yeah, I there's mean. only so much that I can... You know, and I, and I you know, we've, we've had a lot of discussions about this. And, you know, I, I do have to move past that thing of... They did the best that they yeah. could at the time and they didn't there was a whole lot of stuff they didn't know and it was it was 30 years ago you know like yeah. a, yeah, there has to be a kindness of going yeah. yeah no absolutely they were doing their best yes having been raised by a raf a raf fighter jet i can't say the yeah. word a whatever he's <laughs> raf, in the raf raf jet fighter raf jet fighter <laughs> Jeff, Raf, Raf, Jeff. Raf, yeah, I know him. He fights guys <laughs> called Jeff and rats. It's a thing in Australia. Doesn't matter. Um, uh, yeah, like uh, these. These were very sort of right wing militaristic. This was way out of their depth, you know. Yeah. And um, I think, I think there was another thing that, you know. Y- y- but how, how can you be gay? You don't. You don't look like. I think. I think there was an expectation that if you were gay, that you'd just come in on a Harley with a yeah. shaved head. So they're like, but you have long hair. What yeah, do you mean? Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I, I think I think you know, sort of. I don't want to make out like I, I wasn't brought up by loving because they are incredibly loving and really supportive. No, but parents. yeah, you're right. They they come from their society in the same way that we do, and we'll be getting things oh, wrong. Yeah. You know, I don't even want to know what we're getting wrong. <laughs> I know. Well, the we're thing not we going least to for ages. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We just won't know what it is. It'll be something that I go, of course, oh God, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I feel like I don't, I don't want this to be like a me sort of trash talking my parents because it, it absolutely no, it doesn't sound like it at no. all. And obviously, it's not just down to your parents. You know, mm. they weren't making you put pictures of Kirk Cameron. No, that was my decision. <laughs> that was me. That was all me. I thought Growing Pains was a great show. <laughs> I can't defend that. Um, it led to the ascent of Robin Thicke. Did it? Robin Thicke's dad was the... Alan Thicke is the <laughs> is the dad on Growing Pains. Oh, my God, I didn't know that. Yeah, the guy who sang Blurred Lines. That's oh, his... That's so, obsessive. you know, like there's a chain of, of atrocities <laughs> here. And the, the source of it's Kirk Cameron. Anyway, look, I didn't come here to just talk about Kirk Cameron. Um, but, yeah, look, I, I think... Uh, but I, I also think there is a... There is a level of role play in all of it. Um, yes, yeah, certainly. In, yeah, in all crushes, yeah. I'd say. You know, we talk about identity and and how much you're looking. And I think, particularly with girls, mm. they're looking at something and thinking because really, I loved Hugh Laurie, but really, I wanted to to yeah. be Hugh Laurie. Yeah. I wanted to be a a white male sketch comedian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a good era for white male <laughs> Oxbridge sketch comedians. Yeah, yeah. Sweet spot. Um, but I couldn't because that wasn't available to me. It's like, oh well, I'll hang my oh, that's hat so on this because oh, that's that's, how... as, that's as sort of as close as I can get to it. And know? if we get dark about it, that is like how we relate to power in a way yeah. that you go, what's my way in with the uh, a crush? Yes, is it a crush? Is that my way? Yeah, in? yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then I can be attached to them somehow, and then I'm in that world. Is that yeah. how that? Uh, that's works? how stand-up male stand-up comedians score after the show. Um, oh, so we've just unraveled that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think. Uh, yeah, I think the the crush being the thing that you want to be, it was a huge part of it. Like um, you know, my crushes were more. Uh, it was. It was the more. It was more about who I was interested in becoming, mm-hmm. and the traits that I wanted to to sort of to 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 have. Um, I'm trying to think of any of my other sort of notable... Like, I went through a phase where I was... It wasn't a crush, but I became obsessed with the works of Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> I was down at Video Easy, like, renting every, a new Dustin Hoffman film, like, every week. Do you think you've seen, you've seen them all? I think I have. Wow, OK. I think, there's a couple that I'm having trouble... There's, there's a movie, a really early one of his, called... And it was, it was just before The Graduate and it was called Who is Harry Kellerman and why is he saying these things about me? Oh, I've seen, yeah, I've seen the title of it. But yeah, I, right. Yeah. I mean, getting that in Newcastle in 1988 <laughs> is not... No, no, no video, video easy. easy. No. That. Um, but I just sort of methodically went through the works of, you know, and... That's really interesting because yeah. that is that's a real obsessive, yeah. you know, a yeah. kind of completist thing and I did a lot of that. Yeah, as well. That's really interesting. What do you mean, compl- like in that you're going? I've just got to get to the end. Of yeah, the body I've just of got to work. get. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And I think you know, in order to call myself a fan, mm. I need to have more knowledge and have yeah. gathered all of this intel yes. and watched 
some pretty terrible films or, you know, listen to all of these B-sides and, you know. Yeah. Do you remember, like, when you sort of first really got into film or comedy or sketch or whatever and when the videotape would end, you're like, oh, God, I'm back in the real world. Oh, God, yeah. I don't want to be – I want to be where everything's more vivid and it's more interesting. Yeah. And and I'd feel crushed at the end of it, like – but this is reality and it's so bleh. Yes, awful. Yeah, and then I'd see movies like, you know, The Graduate or Rain Man or like you know, he was really sort of, you know, Kramer versus Kramer and Tootsie. And yeah. Though I just completely existed in this kind of fandom Dustin Hoffman world. You know. And what was it about him that... I think it's because he was really funny. Yeah. He's so funny. I mean, he's, he's a bit... I think he's also being me too. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I mean, just name anyone you like and they've been me too <laughs> Yeah. It's so tricky. It's the worst for us, I think. It's heartbreaking for us. <laughs> it's, it's really, really hard upsetting. for us. <laughs> but he was one of those people who, like, he's just really funny. And he's, a, like, an incredible actor, but his comedic instincts are just impeccable. And did you, do you think that that was, you wanted to be yeah. that? Yeah. 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 And also, when you're being funny, you don't have to deal with any of the other. It's not about pretty or sexy. Uh, yeah. I mean, for a lot of male comedians, it is about <laughs> sex. But, but if you're a woman in comedy, like, I mean, it is actually a, like. It's yeah. so immediate comedy. It's so. Um, I was thinking this about. Because I didn't ever do any serious work. Mm-hmm. But there's such a good. <laughs> You just know when you've won. Yeah. <laughs> like you yeah, do a performance. Right. If you don't get a laugh, yes. then you've slightly failed. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, and, yes. um, you know, I, I did a play recently and there was a bit that I was, that I didn't get a laugh from yeah. for the first week or whatever and it was killing me and I yeah. worked out how to do it. Oh. And I can't tell you, but the joy. Yeah. And nobody else under, nobody else gave a shit. Yeah, and yeah, I'd be like, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get this, I'm trying to get this to work and I'm saying it like this. Now I'm going to bring on this piece of paper, you know. Yeah. But but getting that to work yeah. was more important than any of the rest of it, more important than the truth of my performance. Oh, or I don't it's care like, about truth. No, 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 I, I just need to get my laughs. I yeah. Mean, it's, uh, it's, You're right. It's it, not a great... <laughs> no, I think it's, I mean, it's a, it's a true meritocracy and there aren't many. No, and like, there's, yeah. Our world is filled with, like, the complete opposite of meritocracy. So there is something about these really clear parameters and yeah. the, the sort of gladiatorial, you're either going to win or you lose, and you'll know if you've won, and you're definitely going to know if you've lost. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then when you do rescue a joke, but, I mean, I, I think that was a that was a space that I, 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 I was obsessed with, and I was really obsessed with Lucille Ball, and I, was, I, I got so interested in... Uh, comedians and their performances and really mm. different like you know to like someone performing at the level of Lucille Ball is so different from like a, a performance like Tootsie it's a really yeah. stylistically but I was just I don't know I just but it's funny you say stylistically and you're right but their technique like they are so technically mm. yeah. amazing both of those people you yeah. wouldn't sort of go well, yeah Lucille Ball and mm. uh, Dustin Hoffman match yeah. made in heaven but yeah. I, I mean now that I say that I'd love to see something with <laughs> both <laughs> them in it. they both care and they both have all this detail in their work yeah and... yeah, yeah yeah I think uh, yeah I, I think that that was, that was like a you know, I know I'm here to talk about crushes and I'm not talking about crushes. <laughs> um, but I think that was always just the thing that I, I was so much more interested in. I just wasn't – it was just so much more interesting to me than than anything else. And, and, and even the sort of underlying sort of – none of that sitting right 
I just go, oh, well, fuck, who cares? I'm just, a, I, you know, like, I'm just, this is what I'm interested in anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I wonder if it's the f- very facty, factiness of, of comedy mm. compared to the very vagueness of mm. love and sex and yes. um, emotion and just how uncertain all of that is and you can't guarantee yeah. any of it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really, I think that's really, God, you're a good therapist. <laughs> My therapist, if she hears this, she's going to she's gonna feel like I'm cheating on her. Sorry, booty. <laughs> No, it's true. You're right. It's a it's a it's a far more controllable arena. Um, but I, I wonder. I mean, it's also there is something about it that I, I I can't quite put my finger on it. But there is something about live performances, and certainly with stand up and 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 live live work, that is very very similar to um, the dating world in that you're presenting. You you've put together the bits of you that work. Yeah. Um, or you've weaponized the bits that don't work to make them... Oh, my God, yeah, so true. Yeah, so you actually become a very manipulative person. <laughs> like, I have had... To, I, Hopefully just on stage. Or... I, I know. <laughs> I disagree. I think socially comedians... Oh, no, you're right. Very you're manipulative. Right. Yeah. yeah, and one person constitutes an audience, doesn't it? That's Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I've done the Edinburgh Fringe enough times to know that that's a show. Oh, we're going ahead. <laughs> um, I do. I, I think um, we learn to twist ourselves into whatever pretzel shape needs oh, to God. be presented to be liked. Because it is being liked. Yeah, it's Like is. the laughter and the oh, being liked God. thing, it's all the <laughs> You're same. You're therapising me now. Yeah, yeah. And it's not nice. It. It's really not. I had to say to my therapist, if I start trying to make you laugh, <laughs> stop me. Cause I'm tr- oh, God. Yeah, that's yeah. such a good point. Yeah, it's... I said to her, I'm trying to control you. Like I am literally trying to control you if I'm trying to make you laugh. So you have to cut that yeah, shit off. That's amazing. Because I had this sort of opposite thing the other day where I was thinking, if my husband ever stops trying to make me laugh, mm. I'm I'll just be like, oh, he doesn't yeah, love yeah, me yeah. any. No, no, no. He's found her. someone else. <laughs> yeah. He's absolutely found someone else. <laughs> <laughs> And it's true of me. Like, if I, like... Yeah, no, you need to... I, yeah. I heard an amazing thing. I can't remember who it was, annoyingly. It was a musician. Someone said, did you chat your wife up when you first met her? And he said, I'm still chatting her up now. Oh, God, yes. I just, I, I love that. Yeah. But it's it's true. Like, if you lose interest, it, it's to... a fine line, though, isn't it? Because you're sort of doing the manipulating thing. Yeah. But like, you yeah. need to be able to be not funny, too. Yes. In your relationships. Yes, yes. I think um, I think the, the really important thing is being able to show how weak you are. That's the tough thing. Yeah. Showing weaknesses. And I think, you know, we do this sort of equal and opposite reaction. Of, was, oh, I, I do. Uh, whenever I'm showing my strength, that's when I'm absolutely <laughs> on my knees at my weakest. <laughs> it's just everything's gone to shit. Noted. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm crying and sweaty and you know, uh, uh, feel well, that's you know, that's that's me presenting the truth. Yeah, there it is. Um, but yeah, I, I I I do think that the um, I think the the, the, the sort of there, the, the the role play aspect of stand up it does it, it just teaches you all these ways to to again it's the green lights and the warm applause and and yeah. you move towards that and after years and years and years you you do you you constantly oh yeah yeah and you're right you editing editing mm. things out that aren't appealing right. to, oh, to it doesn't get a laugh they don't like me because yeah. when you don't get a laugh you feel like they don't like you yeah absolutely and you and so you go okay this is the, here are the things about me that people don't like. <laughs> right? Okay, right. I'm going to just right, Sarah. Yeah. I think we should mm. do 
the science. Mm. And I'm going to suggest it's Piccolo Willoughby just oh, because yeah, yeah. the name... No one's ever going to forget it's that. It's incredible. incredible. I wonder where Piccolo is these days. I know I could find that out very easily. Possibly by the end of this. <laughs> so do you, interestingly, because you're Australian, I believe. Mm, I am Australian. Um, did you have this, I don't know if you know about the science of this, uh, this finding out if you... I just turned up to talk to you because I like you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So there's a special thing that people of our age in this country used to mm. do where you have the names, mm-hmm. the, the, your name and the person Oh, yeah, yeah you I love. noticed, but I never worked L- out how L-O-V-E-S. to do it. L-O-V-E-S. Oh, yeah, I never... Right, okay. So L's, so many L's here. Yeah, all L's. We're L-rich. <laughs> Piccolo, does that have one L? Or... I never found so, out. Okay. You didn't love him that much. No, then. I did not. I'm not a details yeah. guy. <laughs> Except when it comes to Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. One, two... I always feel the pressure. I'm not good at maths. So, I can uh, see that. Can, I'm watching this. It's like a beautiful mind, but the opposite. I, I love you. Hold on. Sophie's telling us. Oh, Piccolo Willoughby is a senior general. He's an Australian government solicitor. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah, he did law. There you go. Well, yeah. I'm sorry to tell you. Yeah, well, maybe it's a good thing. It's 17%. That feels about right. <laughs> For <laughs> a kiss better than what's his name, Branigan. LeBranigan. Daniel LeBranigan. <laughs> Luckily, that wasn't his real name anyway, let's face it. I know. So. I just don't know how he ended up with LeBranigan. I mean, that's incredible. That's a, a, a panicked. Yeah. <laughs> that's a panic. LeBranigan-son. 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 Fred Manfrenchen-son. What's that, Sarah? It's from A Fish Called Wonder. Yes! Fred Manfrenchen-son. <laughs> going, going to stop this podcast no. No. and carry on talking Just talk to about you. movies. Yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, movies. Sure. Thank you very much, Sarah thank Kendall. You. Thank you, Margaret. That was a, that was a joy. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Crushed by Margaret Caborn-Smith was hosted by Margaret Caborn-Smith and produced by Sophie Black. Thanks to everyone at the amazing TVC Soho. And if you enjoy the podcast, please remember to like and subscribe as it helps people find where we are. 